Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. From AccuWeather.com, this is Everything Under the Sun. It's our weekly podcast featuring in-depth interviews with experts from AccuWeather and from around the world, bringing you behind-the-scenes information, stories, and news on the weather, climate change, and the outdoors, covering topics from the worlds of science, sports, and space. It's all the information you need to weatherproof your life. And now, here's the host of Everything Under the Sun, AccuWeather meteorologist, Dean DeVore. Friends, welcome into our second episode of the winter series for 2021-2022 as we uh, have seen some real cold pockets of air coming into the Great Lakes in the Northeast over the last couple of weeks. But every time we think it's going to lock in, the warmer air wins out and we're looking at a massive change in the pattern for next week some extremely warm air a december warm wave is coming to parts of the middle of the country and even spilling up into the great lakes and parts of the northeast middle of next week where does winter go in a big way out west our chief meteorologist john porter is going to join me in our weather for the upcoming weekend and week beyond segment when we talk about the impending big snow events coming up for the west and other big factors in the weather and what AccuWeather has been doing over the last couple of weeks to get people ready here as we get through the winter holiday season. That's coming up in our second segment of the day. But up first, we're going to talk about the stars and the moon and the planets and everything else up in the sky with Brian Leda from AccuWeather.com's astronomy section. Friends, sit back, relax. It's time to talk about everything under the sun. As we get ready for the second weekend of December, we are in the heart of solar winter. In fact, we're less than two weeks now from the winter solstice. So long nights, cold ones at that here in the lower 48, at least part of it. But certainly a lot of opportunities for stargazing. And over the next week, it looks like there's going to be broad areas of high pressure in parts of the country that will give some good viewing at night. Brian Leda has been busy kind of tracking and looking at all the things that we'll be getting to look at up in the sky here over the next few weeks as we make our way towards Christmas and into the new year. Brian Leda from AccuWeather's Astronomy Division joins us now on Everything Under the Sun. So, Brian, good to have you with us here as we've turned the page to meteorological winter. We know that, uh, wow, for astronomers and people liking to look up at the sky, this is right in the wheelhouse of uh, well, we're in the heart of solar winter right now. Longest nights, lowest sun angles during the day, and a lot of uh, time to view the celestial wonders. And there's a lot to talk about here coming up in the month of December, including a lot of uh, meteor showers that go on this time of year. And uh, I also already caught a glimpse last night of some of the first uh, nice conjunctions again. We'll see of the moon and some of the planets in the evening sky it's going to be an exciting time if you're looking up the sky, if you can keep warm enough to do that here in the nighttime hours, Brian. But it's some exciting stuff here in the month of December. Yeah, thanks for having me, especially during December, which, like you said, it's a busy month for astronomy. And we have a little bit of everything going on, stuff for evening stargazers, stuff for late night stargazers, and a wide variety of events, starting with a trio of planets in the southwestern sky. Pretty much any time between now and the end of the year, 
you'll be able to see Venus, Saturn, and Jupiter lined up. And the benefit of this is it's a long-term event. So this is the rare opportunity where you get to wait for good weather to see it. Uh, usually we don't have that luxury, but just check the AccuWeather app, wait for a clear evening and step outside, look to the Southwest. And it's going to be really easy to find Venus by far the brightest thing you're going to see in the Southwest yeah, yeah. sky. I saw it last night. And even with some muted high clouds, it made everything look like fuzzy. It was still amazing how bright that star was to me last night or the, well, obviously a planet, but, uh, and, and this kind of goes back we had a lot of this last month. It was great. You know, every night you go in and is, well, what, has the moon caught up to Saturn and going past Jupiter? And it's been amazing how the planets and the moon have been kind of in that same plane, almost like they're they're following the same kind of flight path through the sky in the evenings. It's been pretty cool the last month, and it continues this month. Yeah, the past couple of nights, like you said, the moon's been sweeping by the planets, um, but the moon's going to be kind of fading away from those planets uh, as we head into middle of December. But planets aren't going anywhere, so plenty of time to take a look at them. You know, last month we talked a lot about meteor showers in the month of November, and um, here we are. December bringing us one of the best meteor showers all year long. Yeah, as you mentioned earlier, December has the longest nights and one of the best meteor showers of the year peaks on one of the longest nights of the year, and that's the Geminids. Uh, that's going to be peaking on the night of uh, Monday night to Tuesday morning. That's the 13th into the 14th. And under ideal conditions, the Geminids could bring over 100 meteors per hour, which is by far the highest hourly rate of any annual meteor shower. But I have to warn you, you're going to have to curb expectations this year. It's happening right before a full moon. Yeah. So that is going to, the moonlight's going to wash out a lot of the dimmer meteors, but it's still worth a view. We're still going to see plenty of meteors throughout the night. Yeah, I think we had that last year with some of the bigger meteor showers where the full moon was involved. And that always gets to be a, an issue a bit. Um, so, so what were the rates that you can see sometimes in, in this one? With the moonlight taken into account, uh, right in the evening hours, if you go outside after nightfall, you know, 7, 8 p.m., you'll be able to see about 10 to 15 per hour, which isn't too shabby, especially during the evening. Then as the night progresses, that's going to generally go up to about 30 to 40 per hour around the 2 a.m., 3 a.m. window, um, which, you know, that's still a far cry from the shower's full potential, but 30 to 40 per hour is still most than many meteor showers throughout the year. Yeah, it is. Uh, and you, like you said, uh, this time of year, as it gets dark so quickly in the evening, and um, it seems like it takes longer to get brighter during the mornings because of the low sun angle. So, yeah, that really plays to the advantage. Um, is there also a comet going on here in the next week or so that uh, we're looking at for? I'm, I'm seeing as I've been glancing over some of the articles I'm looking at for this month in December in the sky that there may be a comet going on. Yeah, that's one of the most intriguing things to look for this month. Um, I know last year we had Comet Neowise, which was that kind of stole the spotlight for a while yeah, there. Yeah. Um, this comet coming up uh, has a kind of different name, Comet Leonard. I'm not in charge of naming <laughs> these things, but um, it's not quite as bright as the one last year, but we don't have the opportunity to see comets too often. So uh, this is a good opportunity to see that. Around December 17th, it's going to be in the evening right below Venus, uh, and you're going to need a telescope or binoculars or some kind of long exposure photography to capture it. So, so if you're up for the challenge to try to see a comet uh, around December 17th, 18th, look right below Venus. Uh, it, it's kind of tough to predict when comets will swing by because they orbit the sun once every, you know, thousand years, 2000 years. So it's really tough to say when the next comet's going to be. 
So you want to take advantage of this and try to see this comet letter while it's still visible. All right. With all that going on, and then, of course, uh, the last full moon of the year is coming up on December 19th. Really, I know we talked about this in our last visit, but I really enjoyed that beautiful eclipse of the moon just last month the the problem was where we were here at AccuWeather I had it at my house and I was like oh I'll just get right the peak of it as I get back to work and I just went what 12 miles and a bank of clouds came in and I couldn't see it anymore it was a it was a beautiful uh, eclipse though um when's the next lunar eclipse I think we have another good one coming up is it in this coming spring next year Brian we actually have two different lunar eclipses coming up uh, and both of them uh, they're going to be visible from the contiguous U.S., and they're going to be total eclipses. So that last one you talked about, that was you know only a partial eclipse. But right, still, they said it, that they said it was only partial. I know, and I know, but anything less than full, is, right, right. But it was pretty good. I mean, there was. It almost looked like have you you know sometimes you see pictures of Mars where it's that red, and then you get that little snow cap of of mars it almost the moon it looked the same it was that deep red and then just that little sliver white it was really really cool yeah typically the moon only turns red during the total eclipses but during last month's eclipse 97 percent of the moon went dark so we got that bit of red and that sliver of light i, I saw it for a couple minutes in the breaks of the clouds it, it was yeah, fascinating it really was um, so uh, we have two more opportunities to see a, a total lunar eclipse coming up in 2022 uh, the first one is on May 16th. That one's going to be favoring more of the central and eastern United States. And then later in the year on November 8th, we're going to have another total eclipse. That one's going to be favoring more of the west coast. So everyone's going to get their chance at seeing another lunar eclipse coming up. Uh, and hopefully we have better luck with the cloud cover those nights. Yeah, and we've been in a kind of a weather pattern that doesn't allow for necessarily great cloud cover because there hasn't been a ton of uh, really cold air come down from Canada. It's been kind of filtered with warmer air over the top. And so, yeah, that's uh, a little bit challenging for folks that like to look at the skies at night because it doesn't allow us necessarily, you know, to catch 22. Usually the, the clearest skies are on some of the coldest, driest nights. So we'll see how that evolves here over the next month or so. Brian, it's always great spending time with you. Tell us where we can get the latest information about astronomy on our AccuWeather platforms. Well, if you go to the AccuWeather homepage at the very bottom, there's a space and astronomy section. You can click on there for all the latest news and videos. And be sure to follow us on Twitter and Facebook as well. There we'll be posting all the updates with things like the Geminids and even uh, that Comet Leonard that's coming up. So on uh, Twitter, it's AccuAstronomy, and then just look up AccuWeather, AccuWeather Astronomy on Facebook, and you'll find that page. Always good stuff in there, and always great to talk to you, Brian. Thanks for being with us on Everything Under the Sun. Of course. I'll have to come back. We'll give you a nice uh, 2022 preview. Sounds good. Coming up after the break, our Senior Vice President for Weather Content and Forecast Operations and our Chief Meteorologist, Jonathan Porter, joins me as we talk about the weekend ahead and the week beyond, which looks wild in the West with snow and storminess and a big warm-up, a warm wave in December coming for the folks in the middle of the country and even into the Great Lakes and Northeast. That's coming up after a break. This is Everything Under the Sun from AccuWeather.com. Plan your day with confidence and find out what the weather means for you. Join AccuWeather meteorologist Bernie Reno Monday through Friday for Weather Insider. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. 
Welcome back to episode number two of our winter series of Everything Under the Sun here as we get ready to roll into the second weekend of December. We've had some forays into winter weather in the Northeast and the Great Lakes. No big storms yet along the eastern seaboard, and it looks like that'll have to wait. But things are going to get interesting. The dynamic of this weather is going to change as we go through the weather this weekend and into the week beyond. I'm meteorologist Dean DeVore, and Joining us now is our senior vice president and also our chief uh, forecaster, John Porter, to talk about the weather for this upcoming week and weekend and week beyond. And John, it looks like things are going to take a major shift and get kind of crazy here for a while. It comes with a cross-country storm that's going to shake things up from the Rockies into the upper Great Lakes here as we go through the weekend. And then another huge monster storm could be aimed at the Pacific Northwest as we get into the first few days of next week. Meanwhile, in the middle of the country, a huge warm wave for December with temperatures uh, really above normal for a few days. So it's going to get a little crazy and and winter's on hold again, it looks like, over the next couple of weeks for places that really haven't had a huge winter situation. Great Lakes in the Northeast. John, welcome into Everything Under the Sun. I, I know these are the kind of weather patterns that Kind of make us all a little excited, but a little crazy at the same time as we do. Just uh, a lot to talk about, right? Good, good way to say it. And Dean, always a pleasure to be with you. I think the big themes, as you mentioned, are going to be that there's going to be uh, a quite a, a unusual weather pattern in uh, several different parts of the country over the coming weeks. The biggest thing that most that will be a, a major impact across a wide area is just how warm it's going to be, and in some places temperatures more reminiscent of early October than mid-December. And on the other hand, as you mentioned, also dealing with a big snowstorm across the western part of the United States as we end the week into the first part of the weekend. That's going to shift up toward the Great Lakes states as we head through the weekend and bring a very impactful snowstorm uh, across the uh, uh, that region. At the same time, We'll continue to watch more moisture streaming into the Pacific Northwest, as you mentioned. Eventually, that will even get down to central and southern California early next week. And we're concerned that it's going to be, once again, as we saw earlier in October, too much rain too quickly. Rain Rain is very welcome there on the the most part, given the uh, long-term drought that we've been dealing with, a very serious drought across California. But our concern is it's going to come too too quick. And result in, again, the risk for flooding and mudslides as the snow accumulation tops multiple feet, Mm. many feet coming to the Sierra Nevada here over the next uh, couple of days into the early next week. Yeah, it's uh, this atmosphere, a river of moisture aimed uh, at places and just uh, a really challenging situation where you know you can get too much of a good thing and that's certainly going to be it there let's let's kind of start with the weekend and it's this storm that kind of moves from the rockies uh, puts down some snow i I mean they've had a a snow drought in denver and are we going to break into that finally uh or is it going to just dance around that and then that storm comes up and cuts up with the snow part of it up in the northern tier northern plains uh, but, you know, places like Chicago and even uh, Detroit, they're going to go into kind of a warm mode at the beginning of the storm. And then very strong winds up in that area here as we go through the weekend, like Saturday, 
uh, damaging wind gust potential for places like Chicago and over to Detroit. And then uh, the cold air does catch up behind it. But there's some places in that first swath of snow that could get up to a foot. Uh, where are those places that we're thinking here generally from AccuWeather.com? You're right that uh, there's going to be a swath of very impactful snow as we head uh, to the north of that storm track. And these are places, as you mentioned, a couple of key points. There has not been much snow in the West this season, a big snow drought that's affected ski areas. It's affected uh, all of the winter uh, outdoor recreational activities that are really popular across the West. So that's been a big impact to people and businesses already. This is going to help with that across much of the West. You mentioned the big, uh, the, the big question. It's a little bit of drama, really, around what's going on in Denver because we've already broken the record for uh, the latest measurable snow. That was quite a while ago, back in December. Now the record that's being challenged is the number of days, well over 230 years thus far, wow. uh, with no snow occurring in Denver. That's the record that's going to be in jeopardy. Um, here as we make our way through this storm. It's going to be close in Denver. It's not a slam dunk. We think that uh, there'll be a light accumulation out at the airport, which would be enough to officially end that snowless streak. But certainly it's not the pattern in Denver itself that uh, can produce uh, very significant snow. It looks uh, like uh, that will be further to the west in the um, in the mountains and then also off to the north and to the east as the storm redevelops. And as you mentioned, that's going to be the areas that we're most concerned about the most significant impact from a snow perspective is really going to be from Sioux Falls out toward uh, just uh, to the south of Minneapolis, out toward a stripe there across uh, central Wisconsin, out towards Sault Ste. Marie. So that's going to be sort of the area that we're talking about, six to 12 inches snow and an AccuWeather local storm max of 18, a big deal across those areas. Now, as that storm kind of sweeps up into the Great Lakes, it has a warm side too. In the warm sector, ahead of that, we're going to see big temperature rises for uh, places like St. Louis on Friday could run a record at the record of 74 degrees there. And then we've got records uh, on the Eastern seaboard that could be, we make a run at on, on Saturday in some places, but Friday evening, Friday night, uh, where that temperatures warm up from St. Louis down through Memphis, Little Rock and Shreveport could have some severe weather, which is not something we talk about very often in December either. So there's a swath of severe weather there. And then that storm rolls up into the northeast uh, wind and problems uh, with this storm and, uh, you know, not a whole lot of rain with it, but uh, could be some uh, gusty winds, especially, I think, 40, 50, 60 mile per hour gusts, yep. damaging wind gusts here across the Great Lakes and into parts of the Northeast as we get farther along in that storm. That That's right. And two points about the uh, the warmth. First of all, you know, anytime you're when, you're, when you're challenging daily records, that's, of course, always interesting. But these records, like you mentioned in St. Louis, that record high of 73 degrees on Friday is one that has been around since 1889. Mm -hmm. yep. So when you talk about breaking daily records that have been around that long, that's a big deal. Same story up toward uh, Buffalo and uh, also in Cleveland, where records that date back to the uh, late 1800s and early 1900s uh, in the 60s will also be uh, threatened here as we head through the day on Saturday. And so that degree of warmth always raises red alarm bells about the risk for severe weather to accompany it. And Dean, I think, as you mentioned, we're always concerned about these out of typical tornado season uh, tornado risks, because sometimes it can catch people off guard if they're not prepared. 
Right. Another reason we always recommend to download the AccuWeather app, just search AccuWeather in the uh, App Store on Apple or uh, on the Google Play, in the Google Play Store on the Android platform. And a quick tip, turn on those push notifications. That yes, way there please. we can send those urgent weather warnings just as soon as they're issued. AccuWeather delivers those weather warnings faster than any other source. So we take that extremely seriously, getting that warning to you as quickly as possible. And Dean, we've had people tell us in situations like this, where we're unfortunately expecting uh, the risk for strong damaging winds, also tornadoes at night, which is extra risky. We've had people tell us that those alerts have woken them up and saved their life in this kind of a situation. So it's another reminder to be prepared and uh, download the free AccuWeather app to stay ahead of severe weather in that area from St. Louis to Memphis, Little Rock, Shreveport, all areas that we're concerned about as we make our way from Friday afternoon into Friday night. And don't discount the risk, as you said, Dean, for those gusty winds. I wouldn't be surprised if we have some damaging winds from thunderstorms all the way up into parts of the Ohio Valley, even yep. Western Pennsylvania and yep. Buffalo. Or even thunder, well. thunderless thunderstorms. In right, situation right. Where it's, and we do have that where we'll, because that's the only way sometimes the National Weather Service can get those warnings that are kind of apropos to the moment, which is a squall line situation. But we see that a lot in this time of year where it's that very narrow band, a very strong gusty winds. Don't have any really lightning with it, but it uh, causes intense wind gusts. Um, New York City has an 1879 record that's in jeopardy for being tied on Saturday. So yeah, a lot of very old records. And then, you know, um, for those of us who uh, are uh, used to dealing with outdoor pumps, if you know anything about that, you have to prime the pump sometimes if it hasn't been used. Uh, mm -hmm. And I feel like this warm up, this brief warm up is kind of priming the pump for a huge warm up <laughs> that is going to be going on middle of next week which is kind of it's a it's a two-part response we're going to see another huge storm as we get into the beginning part of next week come down from alaska towards the west coast bringing as you said beneficial in some ways but also dangerous in some ways rains to uh, all as far south as central california as that colder air pushes the warmer air in response is going to just pour up along the uh, Mississippi Valley. And we're talking about midweek next week, John, temperatures could be 20 to 40 degrees above average east of Denver, Kansas City, St. Louis, up to just Chicago and back to Minneapolis. And not that much far behind 10, 20 degrees as you go a little outside that zone towards the northeast. An amazing warm up coming in the middle of the week it, next week. It's going to be a really remarkable warm up, Dean. And so one, one of the things, one of the impacts of that, that means that snow that's going to fall this weekend in some of those same areas, isn't Gone. going to be around for long <laughs> yeah. here as that, yeah. uh, as the warm air, as you mentioned there, is just going to pour well, surge well to the north, all the way into southern Canada uh, in a very unusually warm uh, weather pattern. So that is going to be uh, something that we're going to be watching. And that's why I mentioned, I think a lot of people are going to be saying, boy, this feels a lot more like early part of fall in some ways um, than it does mid-December. And I think this means this sort of a pattern looks like uh, that's going to cut down on the uh, potential for a white Christmas here in a lot of the uh, central and, and eastern part of the country, unless it can get real cold, real fast, a lot closer to um, to Christmas. But I think uh, this is going to be, a, this has the look of a very warm pattern. And there may even be the risk as, as that storm, Dean, moves from very slowly from the west out toward the plains, there could be Severe weather potentially as far north as Minneapolis 
with that next feature coming across later next week. So we go yeah. from a big snowstorm <laughs> to near record or to, to the potential for record warmth, and then maybe even the risk for some strong thunderstorms. So a very interesting weather pattern. And back to California, any rain in general is very welcome, but we'll have to watch. I'm concerned based on how slow moving this storm system looks like it's going to be as it evolves across California early next week, that it's going to mean repeated risks for heavy rainfall over the same areas, which could be a a significant flood and mudslide concern in some spots. And one thing that I think, uh, you know, from those of us that have been watching this kind of situation for a long time is with this major shift like this, sometimes the models don't get all the pieces and the details Mm -hmm. here this far out. So these are just kind of general ideas. This is what makes it more important than ever with this dramatic shift here over the next week or so for you to get the best information and most up-to-date information uh, on our AccuWeather apps on our website and uh, on our great network and our media partners, because this is going to create volatile weather in places. Now, there are some places that, you know, just be warm and pretty decent, but then have some uh, occasional bouts of strong to severe storms. So, you know, it's it's not all bad. There's some good to it, but it's definitely going to be extraordinary and certainly something that you're going to want to follow every day with the help of AccuWeather and our great team of meteorologists going to be a busy time for us here in the next couple of weeks as we uh, track all these different aspects. And Dean, as you mentioned, great to stay informed on the AccuWeather app, the net, uh, TV network, check your local listings for that. And uh, also AccuWeather Now, the streaming service that uh, that we provide through uh, Zoom, Zumo, Roku, and many of the other streaming platforms, adding more to that every day. You can also watch the AccuWeather Now video stream on AccuWeather.com right now, which is also a new addition that we just added early this week. So it's a great way to stay on top of changing weather. John, thanks for all you do for our company and our department. We appreciate it. And we'll talk to you soon again on Everything Under the Sun. Great to be with you. Friends, that'll do it for us here on Everything Under the Sun for this week. want to certainly thank Brian Leda and certainly keep track because even with all that volatile weather, there's going to be a lot of opportunities, it looks like now, with a a lot of high pressure that gives some clear skies here as we head into the peak of the Geminids and everything else that we talked about with Brian for the next couple of weeks. A lot of areas are going to have good views of that. And uh, again, as as John said, we really need you to keep up to date with all the latest weather on AccuWeather.com and we'll watch out this uh, major change in the storminess. Coming up next week, we'll be back with you and try to talk about things that take uh, the weather and your life and bring them together Uh, We'll talk more about that. We'll get you ready for the holiday season and everything else for our hundreds of team members that work so hard every day to keep you weatherproofed in your life for our executive producers, Ken Prell and Andrew Robin, for all of us with everything under the sun. Have a great week and weekend. We'll talk to you next week for episode three of our winter series. This is everything under the sun from AccuWeather.com. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Be sure to subscribe to, rate, and review Everything Under the Sun on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And of course, if you have an idea for a future podcast, just email us at accuweather.podcast at accuweather.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 